Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. Uh, my name is Vanessa and we're a show that has honest conversations with creators, builders and artists within the crypto community. And our goal here is to elevate the humanity behind those who are pushing us forward. Uh, very happy today to have the amazing folks from Calc Finance joining us. Uh, we've got Fabrizio. Um, Fabrizio is a, a nine-year product professional uh, currently focused at the intersection of user experience, DeFi and value proposition design. Uh, he enjoys designing products and services that solve real problems and make financial tools more equitable. Uh, he's a computer science major and he's worked in consulting startups across a range of industries. Uh, we're also joined by Aiden, who is uh, the other co-founder of Calc Finance. Uh, Aiden's a software engineer with seven years experience working across a broad range of industries and he's currently focused on building decentralized tools to enable the wider adoption of cryptocurrencies, also with a computer science background. Uh, so I'm really excited today to talk about Calc, to talk about uh, decentralized dollar cost averaging. Uh, but before we do, um, I'd like to also introduce my co-host, Daniel. Hello, everyone. This is at Setasound Twitter, Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, just a reminder that nothing we say here is financial advice. Uh, please do your own research. And thank you for joining us, um, uh, Aiden and Fabrizio. How are you today? We're feeling fantastic dialing in from Australia at the moment. So early morning, the sun is rising. Uh, things look beautiful. We're uh, super excited to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're, we're chatting beforehand. I, I'm definitely impressed with the commitment um, of getting up at five in the morning to be on the show. Uh, so thank you for that, guys. I mean, if that commitment carries through your project, uh, A+. Um, but let's let's kind of jump into it. You know, one of the things we like to do is get a bit more background on kind of who you are, just so that the community can get to know you. Um, so I'm wondering if you could share just a bit about, uh, you know, how you came to, to crypto in general um, as, as kind of something that you're interested in doing. Yeah, I can potentially kick it off and then Aiden up next. But um, essentially, and maybe not super proud to admit it, but um, my first entrance into crypto was with uh, Ripple back in uh, 2017 days. Um, Is so it still going to $100? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, will, I will not comment on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, I was working in consulting at the time at a particular bank. And there's a lot of hype around crypto and, you know, I think like most people, you know, you start your journey by hearing about this crazy asset that's going crazy and people are making lots of money. Um, so you know, I got my first first sample, essentially did the basic beginner thing, buy at a buy high or reasonably high. And then, um, you know, most people ended up selling low. I ended up just saying that's not, not even worth anything anymore. So I'm just going to park it in there. That's sort of my first, uh, first interaction with crypto. Uh, um, and then nerves beyond of steel. That, I'm very impressed. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it really went to almost went to zero. Um, and I thought it's not even worth the time. Um, but yeah, then essentially I'd swap some of that over to VTC and then kind of parked it for a while until um, I had a few friends that got back into the space. And then one in particular was um, super big in the Terra community. Uh, and he's always nudged me and said, hey, come check this out. Come check out decentralized finance. You can do a whole lot of things now. Uh, it's like pretty exciting. Um, so slowly, slowly got involved, learned a little bit more, and then, yeah, really fell in love with the, this idea of, of decentralized finance and being able to open source tools and open access tools to a lot of these financial instruments that were, were previously reserved for, um, you know, particular, particular people. And I think that's really what caught my attention and caught my love. And then um, I went from, you know, going out, like, would have spent minimum one hour a day, maybe maximum 14 hours a day learning as much as I could about DeFi, crypto, and diving headfirst in the space, writing articles, meeting people, learning about different protocols, 
Um, and yeah, I think that really fostered a lot of love for me. And then, uh, yeah, since then, we all know what happened with the with the Terra Luna crash. Um, ended up pivoting and, and then moving into the space more more as a builder. Uh, and that's how we are here today at Calc. We can talk through a bit more of that later on. Awesome. That, that's wonderful. I love the the kind of focus and ethos of the decentralized money. I think that's at, at the core of a lot of why we're all here. Um, Aiden, how about you? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't, I was actually kind of late to the game. I first got into crypto and in like, I think it was late 2019. Um, before that, I was investing in like the Australian stock market seeing very little returns. I just had no idea what I was doing really. Um, and my housemate was talking about um, crypto and Binance and he was like, he had all of his money invested in um, Bitcoin. So, I mean, I just started looking at that, like spending a little bit of money here and there. Um, I yoloed into some Dogecoin quite early and saw like I made some good money in that. I lost it all very quickly afterwards. Um, so that was my sort of first foray into um, crypto. And then sort of late 2020, um, I was working in the Web2 space, like the majority of my career has been in Web2. Um, and we had locked, we were all locked down in Australia for pretty much like two years straight. Um, so I was just working away, slaving away at my Web2 job, not enjoying it because I was just so bored. Um, and I was sort of looking for the next thing to do. And one of my friends came up to me and was like, hey, have you heard of like NFTs before? And I was like, what the hell is an NFT? <laughs> um, at, this, at this point, I'd like never like the most I'd heard about crypto was just Bitcoin. So anyway, I, I basically, I quit my job and I started researching about like NFTs and this project that he wanted to build. And like in that time, so I started, like, this is when I was getting exposed to Web3. So I was looking, I was seeing some of the amazing Web3 front ends. Like, and I was just like, whoa, there's some crazy talent in Web3. Um, the thing that, that flipped the switch for me was when um, I learned about, so I, my first entry into Web3 programming was Solidity um, on Ethereum. And I saw how quickly you could set up a payment system. It was literally like two or three lines of code. And I was just like, I mean, coming from a Web2 background, like working in enterprise where you have to integrate with like all these third parties, you have to do all these like, you know, like send around API keys so it's all safe. I saw how quickly and e easy you could do that in Solidity. And I was just like, that is crazy. Like the world, this is where the world's going. Like this is exciting. And then you also, you just see the people who built that stuff. And they're all like super young, just like, software engineers who just like clearly they'd grown up with a passion for software and they've just built these insane systems and you're just like what am i doing in web 2 like there's people like giving <laughs> speeches in web 2 about like oh here's how you build an api i'm just like that's so boring like i want to be in web 3 now forever so anyway now i'm here in web 3 <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i think there's there's two things you said there that are, are perhaps most emblematic of web 3 uh, the first of which is uh, yellowing in making a bunch of money and then losing it all uh, i think we've all had that experience <laughs> um but the second of which is uh, you know one of the the reasons i think i'm also excited is just the accessibility of web 3 and the composability of it um so very very uh, honored to have uh, both of you on the show today uh, just a quick shout out to everyone who's in chat and following along uh you know we will be taking questions and comments from chat so if you're here uh please stop in and say hi um hi to neil neil is awesome always learning always uh, contributing it's great to have you uh as, as part of the chat um and yeah so let's let's jump in a little bit um can you share a bit more now about where the idea for calc came from yeah definitely so i think um much like you just said a lot of the the initial experiences you jump into crypto uh you typically buy pico tops or tops 
um, and then you end up either selling the bottom and then leaving thinking crypto is a total scam or uh, you end up sticking through and, and the few that do stick through and, and end up developing that passion will be around for you know potentially the next run the next cycle um, essentially calc short for calculated is exactly the kind of tool that when your friends and come say hey i want to invest in crypto i want to get involved in crypto you know this takes um, a very you know, grown-up DeFi approach that's sort of risk balanced. You're not when asking to people to come and you know chuck in all all your life savings that you can at the top and then hope it goes up, which you know obviously humans love variance. That's why gambling so so popular. But this is a more of a sustainable way to to approach investing um, through the through the lens of appropriate risk um, exposure. So. Our first few products are around dollar cost averaging, which has been a tried and true method uh, around tr traditional finance for a long time. Again, it's all around managing your risk levels and your risk exposure. Um, so if you're not familiar with dollar cost averaging, you can essentially think of that as contributing the same amount of capital uh, at the same time frame over a time period, which essentially you're not hoping that you'll you know, time the market really well or time the market or risk time the market very poor. Um, you're essentially getting the average of that asset. And if that asset increases in value over time, and that's your thesis, then you should see good returns. Um, then essentially we'll move into a few other products that will sort of help uh, automate that. And, and I guess we can talk through exactly what that looks like through the demo. Um, but essentially... Just very quickly, um, for me, it's quite fascinating that uh, even though you both went through all of these hoops with crypto, uh, instead of being, you know, uh, shine away from crypto, you decide I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this better. I'm gonna help people do the right thing and be less emotional, more, more, more uh, thoughtful about how they approach crypto. So you know, uh, 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 hat tips to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it's definitely not the the most sexy vehicle, but you know, this is a real problem that. A lot of our friends, a lot of our close family, they went through the same thing. And I think there's nothing worse than, you know, you have people close to you and, you know, if they know that you know anything about crypto, they often ask you the first thing, oh, like, what should I buy? What should I do this? And of course, you know, do your own research, due diligence is very important. But in the end of the day, a lot of them, you know, they just want to get some exposure and not spend too much time. Um, you know, obviously there's some that do stick through and, and find a lot of interest, but realistically, we want to completely end this idea of crypto being a scam um, because we really feel like it brings a lot of value to the world um, beyond, I guess, just nation states, but, you know, giving access to, um, I don't know, particular financial tools that someone in a particular country would never have access to. I think, you know, there's something of a lot of value behind that. So if you have access to an internet connection, you know, this, these tools should be democratized and made available to you. Maybe we should, we could spend a little bit of time there on the value of crypto and, and why it's important is something that persists. Because I think we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, centralized institutions fall apart in crypto. We've seen a lot of decentralized institutions like Terra fall apart. Uh, why is crypto important? Why, why are you all still here and pushing forward? Yeah, I think to be honest, it comes to that same, it comes to that same idea of democratizing access to these financial tools. I think from my particular background, which is, we won't get into, but essentially, um, you know, I come from a, a family background that knows nothing about finance. Uh, now my dad's been a primary school teacher for 35 years and that's sort of all he knows. And for me, this thing about finance was such a crazy thing that, you know, only some people knew and some people had access to. And now I was like, I wonder which kids parents would know about this and I'd love to talk to them and, and find out a little bit about that. Um, so living in a lot of different countries, third world countries, first world countries, um, I saw that, you know, this idea of, of an appropriate financial system is more important than ever. And, you know, you talk about basic 
you know, most people typically, you know, you talk about inflation, a lot of people don't actually know what that means, or they might know what inflation means, but they don't understand the actual impacts it has on their livelihood. Um, and I think not until you actually go through a lot of these cycles to one day you understand you have an epiphany, like, oh my, my value, my money that I've been working for has just been halved in value. My whole livelihood just halved in value compared to other places around the world. And I feel like, you know, understanding good monetary policy and, and an open access element to that, I think giving people the ability to at least have exposure to that as opposed to, you know, just where you happen to be born or where you grow up, I think is, uh, is super important. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very interesting. And I think I can, I can feel the passion coming through there. You know, I grew up in South Africa. The, the currency obviously is not doing so great at the moment. And I have family members who save in crypto. And this idea that there's this complex financial system behind it, but you don't need to understand all of that. You just need to understand there's a path out. Um, Aiden, I'm curious if you have anything to, to add to that or anything in particular that brings you here. Yeah, I was going to add that I think another another way that I look at it as well is just like having control over your money, which sounds like very basic and cliche, I guess, when you're talking about crypto. But like I was recently traveling Europe um, and like everyone, like I grow up when you get told before you travel, you know, call your banks, tell them where you're going so that they don't cancel your card on you. And like, you know, I did all that stuff. I went overseas to Europe and then I was trying to book some flights over there. And then for whatever reason, they canceled my card because their systems couldn't detect that it was me or whatever it was. But just the fact, like, I mean, that just really like just solidified. I was just like, well, why, why should someone have be, like be able to just cut me off from my money? Like, I'm, like, I'm obviously fortunate enough to be a software engineer. So like, it's not a, a mega issue. Like I had some money to like get around the problem, but there'd be so many people who, you know, relying on these institutions to access their money and like pay their bills on the daily. And then if they can just ease, if they can just click a button and like, you know, cut you off from your funds, it's just like, that's ridiculous. Like, so DeFi and just decentralization solves, solves this problem. And it's such a simple and elegant solution. And it's like, you just cut out that middleman. Yeah. It just seems ridiculous. And I'm just like, it's just a no brainer that that has to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry you had that experience, but yeah, you, you're right. For a lot of people, that would have been, uh, you know, existential. Like, can, can they mm. even carry on? And um, yeah, that's something that that crypto and DeFi helps get us around. Uh, just want to say hi uh, to Dennis, who popped into the chat as well, uh, as well as Marty. Uh, great to have you all here. Um, and let's jump to the the demo portion of this because I think perhaps the the way people can most appreciate what Calc Finance is is to see it in action. Um, so, Fabrizio, if you want to take it away. Absolutely, I can do that for sure. Uh, and maybe I'll also preface by saying that this is just version 0 .0 0.0.1 or version one. We have a super exciting roadmap, which we can talk through, uh, but we're very much of the school of thought. You know, we can ship, iterate on the product and, and grow and develop, take that lean Sabbath methodology, obviously coming from web two. Um, but for now, let's get straight into it, the, uh, the exciting part. All right, so this is our, our landing page at the moment. Again, remove the hardest part of investing, your emotions. So Kelk, a powerful decentralized suite of financial tools um, that gives you access to set and forget investment strategy so you can spend more time on the things you love doing. Um, so Kelk, our vision is to become the place for mid to long-term investing, but we can get to what that looks like later on. Um, so just moving to the launch app at the moment. Um, so this does, I should also say as well, uh, we are building on Kujira, which is a Cosmos SDK enabled blockchain. So you will need at the moment, uh, the wallet that supports it's called Kepler, uh, but the Kujira team are working on something um, themselves, which will be super exciting uh, coming up, I think in the not too distant future, uh, a Kujira wallet. So for now it's desktop only. Um, and in this particular account, I've already 
started a strategy. So what you'll see is a little bit different. Um, but essentially, on the left-hand side, in the nav bar, we've got the homepage. We've got create strategy, my strategies, and how it works. Um, so the create strategy page, this here, is lets you set up a particular strategy. We break it down into accumulation. Um, so if you want to acquire an asset over a long time of period, um, and then take profit as well. So if you want to exit a position, so when people talk about a simple thing around dollar cost averaging, they typical typical think of dollar cost averaging in. But especially if you're around the Terra days, we all know how important it is, although hard, to uh, to also take profits over time. Um, so you know we want to take that emotional um, element element of it because you know when you get caught up in in bull run mania, it's quite hard to make those decisions uh, and stay committed to a strategy. On the accumulation side, um, we can see that we bring in some small indicators such as the fear and greed index. Of course, uh, none of this is financial advice, but it does, um, you know, it potentially could help you make a decision. If you want to read a little bit more about it, we can see the score at the moment, 26 of fear. It may be a good time to, to use accumulation strategies. Um, so the standard dollar cost average in and out, I think we'll give a quick run through of dollar cost average in, um, is kind of thinking about it as fully customizable dollar cost averaging with some extra features for the power users. Then we've been working a particular team member, um, completing his PhD at the moment, has been doing a lot of work on putting together what we're calling DCA plus. And essentially that's maintaining the same level of risk, um, but aiming to outperform the average over time. Um, and while this is more focused on a longer time period and longer time horizon, six to nine months, the back testing on this has been really incredible. Um, and then we'll have a few more products around, you can consider them more dynamic limit orders um, around you know, exactly how you want to take profit or exactly what prices you want to buy and if that changes. Um, so before we get into that, um, how it works page, again, just some information um, to talk about you know, a little bit about Calc. We'll continue to build this out and add our roadmap in here. Um, and then the My Strategies, which uh, we can touch through after we set up a strategy. All right, let's get started. Um, so we can choose a particular asset. Again, USK is the fully collateralized stable coin on Kajira. Um, and then USDC bridged by the Axo team. Um, we've got two options here. And I should also just give a quick changeover because I think in this particular wallet, I don't have funds. This is my demo wallet. Give me 30 seconds. We're playing the elevator music right now as Fabrizio goes through that. <laughs> and and one thing, you know, while he's pulling it up, I you know, I've, I have set up my own little vault and it's going, and I've just been very impressed at the uh, smoothness of the user experience overall. Like it very much is like if, if I want a dollar cost average, I have all the tools that I need here uh, and even more. And, you know, when Fabrizio comes back and, and, and shares the, the rest of the steps, I'm just impressed that it's, it's more than just put the money in and, and, and leave, that there's other aspects to it. Uh, and Aiden, I don't know if you want to uh, comment a, a little bit more from the, you know, kind of building perspective of this and, and you know, if, if there were any kind of challenges or any things that were pretty easy as far as building it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess just on like the user experience side, like, uh, yeah, that that is like a, a strong focus for us is making sure that the user experience is just like really good. And also from the developer side, we like we spent a lot of time and effort to make sure that the API is extremely usable. Um, so, yeah, when, when we actually end up getting around to improving our documentation where people can directly integrate with us, um, yeah, the API should be just a, a great experience for everyone. So... And I mean, we've we've we had a lot of technical challenges, but we can we can touch on that after the demo, maybe. Awesome, yeah, and right. and we're back. <laughs> yes, we are back. Um, so in this particular example, we'll just use some USDC. Uh, so I've got fifty available. 
Um, even doing small things around, if you have to pay gas, we try to subtract that automatically so you don't get to the part where you get to the end and say, oh, I don't have enough gas, I have to go back and change everything. Um, so we automatically calculate that. Um, for this example, we use five. Um, and then at the moment, we're only supporting Kajura and Adam, but very shortly, um, there's a particular project that Kajura team is working on called Bo. Essentially, it's going to tighten the, um, the spreads up for all um, assets being traded on Fin, which is the order book DEX, again, on Kajura. Uh, as soon as that goes live, we're going to enable any pair that uh, is on Fin we can support uh, pretty much immediately as well. Um, so in this example, let's go with some Kuji. Um, so step two is around customizing your strategy. So always step one, choose funding and assets. Step two, enable people to customize that strategy. Step three, the post-purchase. And this is where we feel being on chain is quite exciting because not only are you, you don't have to be on a centralized exchange and just sit your you know, funds in the centralized exchange and leave it to someone else to maybe go and do something with. Um, here, being on chain, we can actually leverage DeFi composability. And we'll talk through what that means shortly. And then four, just playing it back, you know, confirm and sign in very simple to understand language, which we'll get to shortly. So here at the moment, very visual, we're taking five USDC and we're moving that into Kajura. Um, we can decide to start the strategy immediately. Yes, how often we can do hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, etc. Um, and again, you know, let's say we do two USDC each swap. So this will be three swaps that take place over three days, three hours, etc. So we want to make it very simple for um, you know a basic user if they're not. You know, don't want too much control of the strategy and make it very simple, but we also cater for the power users. Um, so if you're a bit more savvy and you want to start the strategy, you can start based on time or date and time or just date. Um, so it could be somewhere in the future, or you can start you know, when a particular asset price is hit. So at the moment, Fuji is trading at um, 65.7 cents. Um, so maybe you want to start your DCA in strategy when Kajira gets to 50 cents. You can set that up as well, and it will wait as soon as this, if that price is hit, then your entire strategy will execute. Um, then we have a few interesting concepts around. Uh, we got here shortly. Keep it there. A few interesting concepts around um, price ceiling on the DCA in, and then price floor on the DCA out. So you know you might not be comfortable purchasing an asset or purchasing Kajira in this particular case when it's over, I don't know, let's say five or ten dollars or one dollar. Um, so anytime that price is hit, your skips will be delayed, your price, your swaps will be delayed until it reaches that price range again, and they can continue to buy it at a competent level. Um, but just keep it simple. Let's go. No advanced settings for now. We can do hourly. Oh, we can do daily, um, and we can start the strategy immediately. So now we move to step three. So this is post-purchase, and this again is version one. Um, we've got a lot of really, really exciting things um, coming out in this, and we can talk through the roadmap shortly. Uh, but this is essentially, you know, being on chain, what I talked about before, leveraging DeFi composabilities, you can take your assets and then go and do something with them. Um, so we're not going to restrict this to a single thing or two single things. We're actually going to open access this. Um, so the obvious thing, if you're long on a particular asset, you might want to stake that asset. Um, so for the first pass, um, you could either send it to a different wallet. We're going to support uh, multiple wallets soon. And then, of course, open up IBC, which will uh, move to a range of things. But in this particular case, um, we enable auto-staking Kajira after every swap. So again, this is not a tool you have to come, the buyers are done, then you have to go and auto-stake it yourself. This is a truly set and forget position that, you know, once we integrate in with Kato on-ramp or local on-ramp, um, really, you can have the money deducted from your account on a fortnightly basis or monthly basis, and then you can get exposure to crypto. Um, and again, this is perfect for, you know, those that want to get exposure to some crypto, but they want to do 20% of the work with 80% of the gains. You know, this is the type of tool that would you know, suit them very well. 
So again, we're really big on the self-custody element. So we use something called Auth, Auth Z or Auth Z if you're in America. Um, and essentially this requests grant permissions. Um, and then this enables us to auto stake on your behalf in your wallet. Um, so you can actually go to Blue or you can go to check out um, any blockchain explorer and you can see that the funds will be staked on your behalf. On top of that, uh, we also enable you to choose your own validator. Um, into the future, we'll open up the ability to choose multiple, but for now, for first version one, um, we're going to keep it quite simple. Um, so we can choose anyone's here. Maybe we'll go, go here. That's good guys. Um, we can choose a particular validator of their choice. And then we move to step four again, playing it back to the user, very simple terms. So again, very visual at the top, five USDC is coming to Kajura. Deposit five USDC into the Calc TCA vault. Starting immediately, Calc will swap around two USDC for Kajura every day for three days. After each swap, Calc will automatically stake your tokens. Again, with the validator of your choice on your behalf. Um, so again, it's in your custody. You don't need to come back to a smart contract to claim it. Um, it's already there. Um, again, this idea here is around capital efficiency. We know putting all your money up front isn't ideal. Um, so we very much focused on um, one thing at the moment is continuously making topping up your vaults. Super simple, very easy, um, very easy to do. And you can continue a strategy, even if it's completed, you can top it back up and then move to an active state. Um, but then down the, down the line, we have some things that are quite excited, um, quite exciting around capital efficiency. If your capital is in a vault, um, how can we put that to work for you if you choose to do so? Obviously highlighting the appropriate risks. So I will set in the transaction. I'll come through this particular account. Um, I can approve. All right, amazing. Calc is now working for me. Uh, plus, of course, saves time from here. So on average, we assume that if you're going to fire up, let's say, a ledger and come come on, it might take you around five to 10 minutes to um, go to a DEX, swap a DEX, wait for it to come through, auto-stake it with your choice of validator, and then close it down. Um, so rough approximation saves us 30 minutes in this particular case. But again, this is a very, very uh, short, short example. So now we can move into the strategies and then um, we can immediately come into here. Um, so again, something really important for us is the ability to back test and understand, you know, to make more informed decisions down the future. You need to know things like what is your average buy price? Um, how much could you be up or down in this particular example? Um, what's your net asset cost? How much have you accumulated? Uh, what's the market value of those holdings? What are all your settings you have for this particular strategy? You now, you want, do you want to add more funds? Um, so we can put in another, let's say $2 for this example. <clears throat> Again, sign the transaction. And then now my vault's been topped up. Um, again, save us some extra time here. So now we have five USDC back in the vault and two's already been swapped of what that looks like. Um, and then, you know, we are very visual in terms of the graphical representation to again, help you make those informed decisions when it potentially is time to take profit um, you can come in and say, yeah, I'm up maybe 2x, I'm up 4x, I'm up 5x. You know, maybe now is a good time to move into a take profit strategy. Um, so again, making all this these um, available. When we talk about the DCA plus side of things, a lot of these decisions that you just we just walked through in the onboarding uh, will sort of be made for you. You essentially set up what your risk tolerance is, how much you're willing to um, invest, and if you're happy with the time frame, uh, and then it'll sort of be taken care of for you. Any questions? I know we walked through quite a little bit here, um, is, but again, 
yeah, like you know, a couple a couple observations, and I want to shout out to Dennis here. Um, so I'm not sure if you all are familiar with the uh, Alrond or Multiverse X ecosystem. One of the best UIs ever. So to get a compliment like this from someone in the Alrond ecosystem about how awesome the UI is, um, absolutely, absolutely so smooth. Uh, I wish my my you know brokerage and other places had all the charting tools that that you've shown here. Um, but I did have a couple of questions to, to jump into. So I think that the, the first is just to understand a bit more about, you, you know, the the gas usage. So is, is it gas like every time there's a, a DCA, you pay a little bit of gas or is it somehow paid for up front? How does, how does all that work? You can hand that to you, Adam, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I guess like the, the like most um, transactions on in Web3, the user for that initial create vault, or anytime you're interacting with that front end and it's it's popping up that Kepler pop-up, the, the user will pay the fees to cover that transaction. But then for the rest of the lifetime of the DCA, Calc will actually cover the, the gas fees for, for the um, swaps. That's awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's also actually very generous as well because uh, I, I imagine that swaps could go on for potentially even years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we spent a fair bit of time on the on the tech side of things, trying to ensure we had a pretty good optimized contract, so so it works out well. This is really amazing. I, I, I so coming from the perspective of, of a user that is new to crypto, right, and they 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 might be aware of this by whatever coincidence, and they they see, wow, this is an approach I want to take because it feels safe. I understand it is you know very very easy to grasp, but how do I get there? Like, do you have any advice for new crypto users on how they could use Calc? Yeah, and I think that's a fantastic question. As I mentioned before, really, that's sort of the initial mission that we're trying to solve is making this a very simple experience for new people to get into. Um, and then on top of that, making it, of course, with the appropriate risk level. Um, so we kind of think about trying to solve three questions, right? Question one is kind of like, you know, how much do I buy and when do I buy? You know, strategies around dollar cost averaging or DCA plus uh, or a few of the other things that we're working on sort of have a, a relative answer to that. Um, but then the what do I buy? Of course, that's we would never give financial advice and it's totally up to the user to do their own due diligence. Um, but we can actually build in different aspects of, of helping that. Um, so you talk about, you know, you might pick one asset and that asset might do really well, then it might go to zero. It doesn't really matter when you bought that asset. Um, but you know, if you can diversify your risk into a few different assets at one particular time, we can also help with that. But I think that to come back to your question is at the moment with version one, to be totally transparent, um, we still have a, far, a long way to go before we can, you know, before I can put it in front of my grandmother and she comes and says, yes, you can, I can click here and move into here. So it does currently require you to have a Kepler wallet already set up. And then it also requires you to, um, BYO stable coins. Um, so you have to at least understand how to, to access stable coins or at least bridge stable coins. Um, you might need to start on a centralized exchange. But going to our roadmap, so um, first step is kind of remove the need to, to bridge assets to the Kajira blockchain. So that's where our, we've got two integrations, one with the local money team. If you're not familiar with local, they're an on off ramp um, from fiat to crypto. Um, and they really optimize something called, um, you know, time to wallet. So how fast can you get your capital into a stable coin into crypto? So the integration that we've been working on with them is going to be unlike, I think we would have seen in Web3 before. 
we're waiting for something called for the technical ones, general message passing module to be completed by the EXO team, uh, which should be around the corner. That will essentially enable me to step through this exact thing and then actually be able to choose, let's say, if you're in the United States, US dollar. Um, <clears throat> and then there's a small step to add your details and get that set up, but that will be part of the onboarding process. So we won't have to, you know, there's no two instructions of, okay, you have to get stable coins and now use the protocol. Um, or if you're especially big in the LATAM community, um, our partner is also building on Kujira, which are absolute legends, the local money team. They're enabling peer-to-peer um, -peer essentially on off-ramps. Um, so we'll have an integration with them when they go live. Um, I think I've seen in, in testnet, they're, uh, they're pretty close. So that'll be an exciting one as well. Um, and then down the line, when Kujira released their wallet, we'd love to get to the place where people don't even, you don't even need to know that you're opening up a wallet. Um, you kind of you can download an app and then you can have access to something like Calc um, through your mobile phone. That's the uh, the end goal. Very thorough. Thank you. Thank you. It sounds per great. You know, roadmap. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting some questions here from folks about uh, other blockchains. So this one in particular about Multiverse X. But you know, I'm curious if you have any plans to go beyond Cosmos and the IBC, or if uh, you know, right now Cosmos and IBC and Kajira is 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 where you're going to be homed. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a fantastic question, right? Um, and we get this question a lot, you know, people talking about, you know, like to get access to native ETH or native BTC. Um, while there's some exciting projects like Namic BTC uh, building the Cosmos and they are on testnet at the moment. Actually, our first ever contract was um, was through Namic BTC on, on Kajira testnet. Uh, we know that, you know, a lot of people do have different preferences. Um, and then when we talk about the sort of DeFi composability element to it, you know, there's a lot of things that if we want to do, we actually have to do on the native chain. Um, so moving down to where we'd like to get to is very much, again, this thesis, especially what, what's big in Cosmos is the fact that, you know, the future is going to be multi-chain to some capacity. Um, so when we're looking at Calc and when we're kind of designing this, especially, I know Aiden from the technical side of things was very much considering, you know, how do we actually open this and expose this to many different blockchains um, to get to a point where, again, if you think about it, when I talk about the example with my grandmother using it, we shouldn't have to explain you know, what a different blockchain is compared to another one. You know, we just want to make it extremely simple to use. And then, you know, that might be routed to your, your native blockchain where it could be auto staked on your behalf. Of course, the Cosmos and Kajira is our core focus in the initial bit. Uh, but once we build out the product and, and build out a lot of the features and finish the integration with Kata, um, it's very much on the, on the plan. Uh, and we've got some partners already lined up to do that to move to more chains. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I would just to kind of reiterate for folks who may not be aware, um, the, the full breadth is coming from your bank account with a single click to a diversified set of assets, DCA through your own rules, and then you can compose on top of that various DeFi actions like staking. And I'm sure there's a few more coming. I don't know if you're able to share uh, any more of those uh, other actions that you're looking at. Yeah, we can, we can vaguely touch on it. I mean, staking, obviously, if you're long in an asset, is valuable. But if you're taking profit, for example, um, you might want to, again, on the flip side, send it directly back to your bank account. Or you might want to take it and move it into, um, let's say, an LP position or a liquid stake derivative. Um, mm -hmm. And then maybe, I don't know, we briefly talk on this, maybe the rewards from liquid staking derivatives can flow back into a DCA in strategy. And then, you know, you can diversify your rewards you're getting from that asset. Um, so I think there's a lot of really exciting things that that we can um, get into. And, you know, we're already talking with a few partners to open this up. So it might be, again, on the staking, it might be auto staking and auto compounding um, with a particular partner we're, we're deep in discussions with, or, um, you know, it could be something 
totally wild uh, that some of our team members are looking into you know it might be in like the nft space for example but um i think stay tuned for exactly what those look like but we can promise it will be exciting i am uh, on the edge of my seat <laughs> i was tweeting at the eris protocol folks uh a couple of days ago saying like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to have a, a Luna Luna X LP that pushed the money into a USDC USDT LP that then looped it back into the Luna Luna X LP. Just like stuff like that, being able to compose it and have it run on autopilot, magic. It's very much the plan. We actually have a call with Eris. Well, tonight our time. Uh, it's in about 14 hours. Uh, one question from the technical perspective, because I, um, I haven't looked at is implementations of different DeFi apps. Um, and uh, I'm always curious if you, if you have solved or if you, if you are, are aware of um, a good strategy for alerting people when on-chain stuff happens, because is that a thing for you and your outlook or, or people, you know, how do you perceive that problem? <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, yes, yeah, so there's probably like, two parts to this answer. One of them is like from the product side, so I'll let Fab field that. But from the technical side, it's it's actually something we worked on quite early. It was just like, because we, we wanted we had that thought in mind again with UX. It's like, we want to be able to alert our users to to give them as much possible information so they can make, you know, calculated decisions. So again, like, yeah, being able to listen to blockchain events um, and then push that to a user somehow. That's something that we've um, figured out. I mean, I think lots of people in the space um, are able to do that. It's not a particularly new technology, um, but there, there are a few different ways that you can go around solving that problem, some which are like better than others, but most of that just relies on some pretty basic Web2 off-chain infrastructure that you can then push a notification to a user. So that's, that's something we've definitely you know built. Um, it's just whether or not, or how we're gonna bring it to the user, we still are sort of working on. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, from the product side, I mean, there's two predominant ways we can do this. One, um, again, this is probably to be the shorter term state because in the long term state, you can very much see like a app push notification could be great here. Um, but we've already trialed and we have one of our team members, one of our engineers has already built an integration in with um, Telegram. So you can actually get notifications when your strategy is purchased or um, let's say your slippage was exceeded and in the skips um, or the swap skipped we can notify you. Uh, and then the second one is on the actual UI itself, having a little bell icon and they can give you kind of the updates of what's happening. Um, so we got a few people asked for it, a few people thought, eh, maybe it's a little bit annoying. So it's just us about working with the community, find out, you know, what exactly do you want and you know, enabling that to happen. Um, but again, that's probably one that's coming much sooner than, um, than I guess, uh, this in weeks rather than, than months. Perfect, thank you. Awesome. Just to take a quick pause to say hi to new folks who popped in. Uh, Let's go gaming. Welcome, Crash eighty nine. Welcome. Uh, if you all had any questions for the, the Calc Finance folks, please drop them below. Uh, super super exciting project. But let's let's uh, zoom out a little bit and get get a little more context. So uh, you know, Kujira is a fairly new app chain on Cosmos. It's you know still fairly small. I'm curious as you were launching Calc Finance, why pick Kujira versus you know any of the other blockchains that you could have chosen. Yeah, I mean, that's, to be honest, is quite an easy one for us, right? Because the Kajura team, you know, one, they kind of demonstrated that in a catastrophe, they found their feet super quick, made mm -hmm. appropriate decisions. They airdropped, um, you know, all the holders. They took a snapshot, very clear about it. They airdropped all the holders one for one, even though they took a massive hit, you know, at least 50% to their treasury. You know, they still made everyone else whole. And, you know, this is idea of, you know, kind of doing the right thing, um, 
that was like that really stood out in our minds like they're super technical but they're also out here doing the right thing you know they're not just exiting and pulling it quits with you know the money that they still had left um and then the second one is really around this idea of grown up DeFi, that ethos that they're pushing for that you know well it might not be super sexy you know, you know it's about time that DeFi does the right thing you know and then you know pioneering you know this this mission to you know remove the ponzinomic nature um, and the, uh, you know, this idea of like, you know, you could get really rich or you could lose all your money. And most of the time you're going to lose all your money. You know, that idea of kind of abstracting that away and creating something that's actually going to be around for a really long time. And, you know, I've said multiple occasions, it's like, we can't build, you know, a long-term investment product if we're only going to be around for six months to 12 months. Um, so on top of that, I mean, the Kajira community as well, going through the Terra crash, um, they come from this the same background of understandings like okay proper risk management is important and you know we want to do things right we want to do things to ensure that they're going to be around for a long time and i mean the final thing is the kadra team again they're just really great people you know doing the right thing and uh well they seem like the underdogs quite often you know they're going to continue to ship and super technically capable and, and super helpful too so i think not once have we looked back on our decision to build on kadra we're, we're super happy with it and um yeah couldn't uh couldn't be happier to call my partner um, and and help sort of build out this future of DeFi in a sustainable way. That's fantastic. Extremely strong endorsement. You, you know, even the light outside is shining in to <laughs> show you <laughs> how good those folks are. Um, we didn't get a chance uh, in to come back to you and talk a bit about some of the, the, the technical challenges uh, and, and what, what you encountered as you were building Calc Finance. So I'm going to give you the floor now to, to talk a bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, with like all tech projects, there's always a bunch of hurdles. Um, there's, uh, there's probably I actually wrote down some notes because, because of the time frame that we built this in, it's like it just actually just feels like a blur. And it's like we started obviously with nothing, and now we have this. What I, I mean, I'm super proud of this product. Um, so, like one of the, one of the really important things with these sorts of um, pieces of software is like making sure that you have a really high test confidence. Um, you know, you're dealing with real world assets. You've got to make you, at no point, can you be risking anything? So it has to be, you have to be super certain around, you know, everything that you're building. And so obviously we're tightly integrated with Finn at the moment. Um, so making sure that we have a lot of automated test coverage to ensure that, you know, what we're assuming about Finn is correct. Um, and yeah, that, that actually just took a lot of time. We actually had to spend like some pretty decent time just investing in our test harness. So we've, um, and with, with Cosmos SDK, like integration tests is, is kind of new. It's like, it's still a very immature sort of, you know, ecosystem. So like all these bits of stuff, all these, all these technologies are advancing every single day. So you get new tools as a developer that you have to like learn, um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time getting our integration tests working nicely. And then also we've got this really great off-chain test harness, which sort of spins up some Docker containers and like actually tests against the, the actual binaries of the, um, of the fin contract. Nice. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we've got hundreds and hundreds of tests and like people who look at our code, like when we went through the audit, I remember the team, we were just, cause we, you know, you look at some of the other projects and they're actually quite small code bases. Um, so I guess like smart contracts are meant to be like microservices. So pretty small, do one thing really well. And we just have hundreds of tests. <laughs> you just look in our code base and it's just this huge pile of tests. Um, so yeah, like get, get, getting your head around that and making sure that was up to scratch was, um, definitely a big challenge. 
Um, so yeah, we went we went through a few different iterations and phases of how those tests looked. Um, and then another another one of the challenges we we actually um, came up came came across was the the whole staking experience. Um, I remember initially when you know our team was really excited about composability and um, building in this amazing staking experience. The dev team got super excited and we just went off and built an auto compounder. Like we were just like, oh my God, let's build, let's build everything. Um, but then we sort of came to the realization that that means we had to sort of own the UX on the front front end of things and people would have to come back to our contract to claim their rewards. Like, and it just made the UX like quite, you know, just, just not that um, approachable from just a user perspective. So then we sort of went down like, okay, so, you know, how can we refine this experience? And we sort of like, okay, well, we'll see that can just be the same experience that people will already do with staking. You know, they can see it in their wallet, they can go to blue and check it out. So we had to just, we pretty much, you know, we built this auto compounder, chucked it in the bin and then used Authy instead. So, I mean, that was pretty funny. And we sort of went around in circles with that idea for a while, trying to figure out, you know, that, that UX side of things. Um, what else? I guess like, and also like the, the overall contract design again, sort of coming back to the whole, I mean, we built this app in, I think it was like 15 weeks or something ridiculous. Like it was quite a small time frame. Um, and, you know, we had this like grand vision of all the things that we want to do. And it's like, you have to be, you really have to do a lot of that design work up front to, to make sure that you've got your data, your data structure and data, your database schema, right? So that when you, you know, down the track do a migration, it's not this really hectic migration where you have to change everything. So we had to put a lot of thinking up front to make sure it was flexible enough um, but also like focused enough so that it wasn't just like this super ambiguous code base. It was like unreliable. Um, yeah. And I guess like just the timeline in general, like it's, I think it's, this is something that the dev team sort of found out is that like in theory, DCA is quite a simple concept. It's quite easy to explain to someone how simple DCA is. Um, but when you actually comes down to implementing that, you know, fully on chain, um, where you're trying to make sure it's super permissionless, you know, you, you want to make sure that it's all, you know, above board and that everyone can use it really well. Like that's, I've, I want to say it's quite a complex piece of software, like compared to the initial thing you was like, oh yeah, we'll just chuck together a DCA app. That shouldn't be too, too easy. I mean, if you did, if you built it in, you know, web two infrastructure, it would take like two days, probably not even. Um, so yeah, that, that, they're probably the sort of the main, the main technical challenges we sort of faced. I would say that even though uh, simple things look simple, a lot of times they're way more complex than they just feel simple because they are they're very thought through. So uh, as a software engineer, I like how you're thinking and what you're describing is your process. I, I, I would say if you have an opportunity to really do uh, this well, this like this one thing of of DCA really well, and I think that will that will set you apart in the in the industry. So that's super cool. So. Um, just trying to go back again from a from a new user. Um, if if I wanted to, uh, let's say I, I read about Calc uh, and I I understand it. I really like it. I want to use it. But if I wanted to 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 have a little bit uh, more of a boat of confidence on on the, on the app, I would look to either open source or audit. So I wonder, what's the outlook on either of those? Yeah. So I mean, from from at the moment. I mean, I guess this is kind of like a, a hotly contested topic at the moment. Um, our code base is closed source, closed source just because there's a lot of people building DCA at the moment. Um, and, you know, we're, we're an unfunded project, so we have to have our competitive advantage. Um, so we're just, we're shipping closed source at the moment. Um, we do have open source audits though. So we worked with um, SCV um, 
the, the audit company SV, SCV, I always say it wrong. Um, so, and there's links to the GitHub where you can see the audit results. Um, we passed with flying colors, obviously, because we spent a lot of time making sure that we did. Um, yeah, and I guess like our documentation is coming very soon so people can easily read read about all the inner workings of it. Um, and obviously our protocol is completely on chain. So you can see everything that's happening. And that was sort of like a big, a big thing for us is like lots of people do rely on off-chain infrastructure to sort of make their protocols go. Um, as is completely on-chain, um, we just have some off-chain triggers, but Kajira's also got this really cool concept of an on-chain scheduler, which in the future might be something that we end up integrating with and it could be just completely on-chain. Um, so yeah, that's sort of our ethos at the moment. Um, but as, as all these projects sort of move forwards, um, you know, our future, our, our end future is, you know, it's a, we're a community-driven project and we want people to be able to come on, contribute, um, and, you know, just contribute Perfect. to the future of Cal. Yeah. Love it. Cool. So I know you you folks uh, launched a couple of weeks ago. I'm curious what the response has been so far in terms of you know people using your product, jumping in. In terms of what you've heard in the community, uh, we would love to get a sense of that. Yeah, I mean, I can I can briefly talk through this. I was just thinking you had to remove the sun, but I think we might just have to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have some problems if you figure out how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I think. I mean, first and foremost, like a massive thank you to the community. We're um, in Web2, which I know you'd be familiar with, but just for the listeners, this is the idea of, of human-centered design. Um, and human-centered design is involving you know, the end user in the development of the, or maybe not development, in even the design of what we're building well before the development even begins. So working with a lot of the community early days, you know, we, I even personally, sat through one-on-one 30-minute one-on-one interviews in person running through early designs with people literally all around the world um and so a lot of the really great ideas came from there a lot of these like customizations came from there um a lot of what you see in terms of the ui ux which we appreciate thinking it's great is you know come from a lot of that testing uh, if you were to look back on the, the older iterations you would have said oh i'm glad i'm glad it was iterated on um and you know as a result of that we had a lot of people um you know when we actually did go live, you know, we got some some fantastic feedback, um, some really great thoughts. A lot of people, you know, people we never spoke to before, you know, posting on Twitter saying how much of a game changer it is, and and you know that obviously from a team motivation perspective, that kind of helps us continue on our mission because while this is just version one, we did put a lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears into it, and um, well, maybe not no blood, maybe a bit of sweat and, and some tears, um, but yeah, I mean the feedback has been fantastic. We've had I think over 200 volts opened up in the first in the first week, um, and yeah, a lot of people, which we do have some data analytics on it, but and we will we will open that I guess into the future. Uh, but at the moment, while we're waiting for Bo, I think to come and and a few of the liquidity things to get really tight, tightened up, um, we'll just we'll potentially stay closed mm -hmm. for now. But uh, in a few weeks' time, I think we can open some numbers. But yeah, so far feedback's been fantastic in our Discord and Twitter. A lot of people dropping in to say, you know, it's a really great start. And um, yeah, I think once they uh, see where we're building to next, I think the feedback will continue. Um, we want to become the place to go to for mid to long term investing on chain. That's a compelling mission, and I think you all have made a really great start already on that on that mission. And great to hear, you know, hundreds of people already have jumped in and, and created some vaults. Thank you, thank you. Um, Daniel, did you want to share a little bit of the socials and where where folks can find um, yes. uh, the, the Calc Finance team? Definitely. Uh, so you, 
what I'm going to do is to just show a couple of sites. However, um, uh, I, well, I, sorry, uh, Aiden and uh, Fabrizio, if you want to show anything else, uh, the floor is yours. So, um, uh, audience, uh, please go and follow Calc Finance, uh, Calc underscore Finance on Twitter. Um, and you can also check their website at calculated.fi. And the floor is yours. What would you like to show? Yeah, I think the, the main thing from us, again, as Aiden touched on before, is we're a really community-driven project. You know, we were community-funded from, um, from the Kajira community pool, which you know, we took basically bare minimum, enough to cover costs, um, legal costs, audit costs, et cetera. Um, some, some contracting as well, but the team essentially took next to nothing uh, to build this out. And you know the only thing we can encourage is being this community-driven product is you know come and get involved if you have ideas you know if you think they're super crazy it doesn't matter we want to hear them you know if you just want to come and spread the mission and you you know if you also had friends that came in and bought the top and then left crypto thinking it's a scam or you know you've got family members or friends that you know are interested in crypto but you know they don't want to you know, open themselves up to too much risk now, this is the type of product that you know we're trying to create to um make this whole experience a whole lot easier. So if you share that mission, come drop into our Telegram, have a chat. You can DM us on Twitter, you know, very open. We make sure to reply to everything. You know, no one's too small to, to get a response back from us. So, you know, definitely drop in, share some ideas. Um, if you want to see it in a particular chain or you want to bring it over to a chain, again, drop us a line and, and we can work with you to, to make that happen. But um, yeah, I think definitely come try it out, open a vault, see for yourself. And um, where we're going to the future, I think is going to be quite exciting um and yeah if you share the grown up DeFi mission stop by say hello i think also just to add to that as well if you're a, if you're a developer and you're interested in getting involved or integrating with calc um or even just i mean trying to get some information building on cosmos because it's quite an early ecosystem and it's all about it's all about it, networking and talking about other talking to other protocols that are building come and come and say good day ask questions we again we're happy to answer anything anything and everything. So yeah, hope to see ya. Awesome. Well, well, folks, thank you so much for spending the hour with us, for sharing a bit about Calc. Uh, you know, I think about just all the disaster that's happened over the last six months in crypto with 3AC and Voyager and FTX, the most recent one, and how you all are actually making it possible for people to DCA in a decentralized fashion where they have full control of their assets. And uh, never, I, I think, has that been more important than right now. Um, so thank you so much for, for building uh, this amazing tool that you have. Thank you for sharing it with us. Please, uh, you know, we've, we've got uh, all the links in the description as well. Go ahead and follow these folks. Um, they, they have got some exciting things coming. Uh, and thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we will see you again uh, soon.